0: this is jerome myers founder of dreamcatchers and if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds then you should listen to my good friend brandon straza with the mastermind effect
1: you love to learn grow and improve yourself but you're still not where you want to be the right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy welcome to the mastermind effect the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everyone. Today, we've got the founder of Dreamcatchers, Jerome Myers. He talks about how masterminds create the ability to get on a phone or a Zoom call to solve your problem. And Jerome lets us know how he makes sure he enters your reality when he's working with you and the world that you've built and where you want to go. And Jerome gets into if you journal every day and you include what you want, what you're willing to do to get it, and what life will look like on the backside of this, how it will happen. Check it out.
0: Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Dream Catchers, Jerome Myers.
0: Jerome, man, welcome to the show. Brandon, it's been a long time coming, man. Super excited to be with you today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and for the listeners that can't see, he has got what
1: we'll say, you know, is what I say to my son, bad apples, which is bad, you know, something else, but that's the word we can use. This painting in the background that just makes you wanna just jump through the screen love the office setup, love the vibe and the feel, man, that I'm digging those colors. But uh, hey, real quick, before we get into this, when the listeners realize all the value and, and the, the golden nuggets that you're going to lay today, what's the best place where they can reach out to you personally or through social to connect with you?
0: Yeah, social is going to be LinkedIn. I hang out in the halls every day and you can find me playing hooky. If you decide to get out of there and do some hooky while you're at work, I'm, I'm there.
1: Awesome. Check them out on LinkedIn. And that's where an amazing gentleman who's also been on this by the name of Justin Breen introduced the two of us was through LinkedIn. And uh, he's got a few connections I do and so do you. So I love the fact that uh, we got connected and that uh, we're going to have you on the SuccessFinder platform because you know, there's thought leaders, and then there's real result leaders. And I know people don't like that. I always say that. I'm like, hey, my six-year-old wakes up with a thought. It doesn't mean that I need to go into battle with him. There's motivators. I love to be motivated. And then there's activators. And those are the people, again, that want to get you the results. And and, and that's who Jerome is. That's who he hangs out with. So, definitely check him out, reach out to him on LinkedIn. And uh, are you ready, man?
0: I'm absolutely thrilled, stoked, and ready to go. Let's do it. Awesome. Let's
1: dive into this. You know, our ability to learn and have access to different people, it's, it's really changed over the last five, 10 years. When you and I were younger, it was textbooks and teachers and you know, friends, family, coworkers, the people around us. But the reality is that's like a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus
0: today? So I think the vast majority of my learning in the early years was somebody standing in front of me and telling me the thing. And as long as I was present, then I could pick it up. Now, I scour the internet looking for access. I reach out to people who are further ahead on the journey than I am and get specific guidance on the thing that I'm trying to accomplish. A lot of the learning was forced learning. It wasn't things that I'm interested in. And now I'm almost obsessed on figuring out what makes people tick, how you actually accomplish success and all of the, I guess, Fairy tales that are out there and how you can dismantle them because I think we end up in a really funky place when the fairy tale ends when we become adults.
1: I love how you phrase that. You know, the forced learning, the fairy tale to to, to what it is, and I, I still think we can live in a fairy tale. We can still live the oh, the, yeah. the Disney dream. And, and not take the child outside of us because, you know, that's really when we're probably using the right side of our brain, which, you know, it's, it's looking horizontally and it doesn't know right from wrong, but it's also the dream side of us. You know, th- they create an education system that they haven't changed and we'll get into that here in a little bit, but they're still teaching the same way that it was done, you know, 70, 80 years ago. And it's like, listen, it's cool to learn biology, but what practical application is that going to have as opposed to sitting there saying, hey, this is what you're interested in. This is what you're good at. Let's harness that and think about it in a different way. And maybe you bring in that biology piece behind it, but it's, always, you must take this curriculum. You must go from A to B to C. and That's not how people work.
0: It's not. And I think most folks have an acute problem. They're trying to overcome. You know, in our framework, and I know we'll dive into it maybe a little bit later, but, you know, we think there's six levels that you're trying to work through in life. And I think sequence matters as much as um, the actual thing that you're dealing with. And I think for a lot of folks, they see the end. And so they try to go do X, Y and Z, but they miss M, N and O. And so they're confused why X, Y, and Z don't work. And it's because you haven't actually made the full matriculation through the, the body of knowledge. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dig in, but I'll, I'll leave that out there as a teaser.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you got to know you're starting location. If you don't know where you're currently at and you want to get here, you're going to go the wrong way. You know, you take that as a metaphor, however you want when you're building your bridge. So, all right, man, you know, Talking about information, you talked about how you're just an avid learner, which I love hearing that. I'd stopped my learning for, geez, 10, 15 years, didn't realize even though I was successful, it was still crippling me in so many different ways. So, you know, our access to the amount of information, it can be confusing. Some people learn from an accountability buddy, some from a mastermind, a coach, an online course, lots of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you reach out and connect with them?
0: Man, now this is a good one. You know, I, I just had a conference and I had 30 speakers come and present. And each one of them, you know, said something afterwards of thank you for the opportunity to me specifically outside of being in front of everybody. And I, we started at 6 p.m. on Friday and went till about 1030. And then we started at 830 on Saturday morning and went till 10 Saturday night. And then on Sunday, we went from 8.30 to 1. And it wasn't just me, but a lot of the people that were there sat there for the whole thing and learned something from everybody that speaks. And so this may sound a little cliche, Brandon, but I'm learning from everybody. And the way that I'm connecting with them varies, but a lot of it is just interaction on the internet. My network has changed because of LinkedIn. And I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. And usually there's some form of referral. At this point in my my journey, I need people vetted before they get into my sphere. And so the folks that come in and have the biggest impact came because somebody else was engaging or interacting with them. And they said, hey, you should meet Jerome or Jerome can help you with your problem or some other. So introductions and typically introductions through LinkedIn is the way that life moves for me as far as growing the network.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's how you and I were introduced. Justin yeah. Breen, who we mentioned, said, hey, Jerome, you need to meet Brandon for, you know, X, Y, and Z, which was the podcast, The Mastermind Effect, and then the platform of building the success finder, which he knows about and we've been talking about. But like, it's that blue checkbox, when yeah. he, the proverbial one, okay? When he says, hey, you know, this person needs to meet this person. You guys take it from here. They've got their reputation on the line. Absolutely. They don't want to sit there and say, you know, I made a poor introduction because, you know, you're, it's, you can't, it's, it's tough to repair that reputation at the end of the day. And so when someone connects two people or more, there's really a baseline of what's important and, and, and who you can trust. And so that's why I appreciate LinkedIn connections, people like you, people like Justin, people like Marlena, you just found out like someone that we have a few degrees of separation. You're like, Hey, you know, Marlena, and it's the world's a lot smaller than we realize. I know we've got over 7 billion people, but A little bit smaller. All right, man. People in general, we get stuck, and and we don't know how to sometimes execute what's in our head. It's you know the saying you can't see the picture through the frame or the tree through the forest. The world's still going through some form of a pandemic, but to me, it's creating a reset and how we can accomplish things. How have masterminds and and the the what you just you know finished here about a week ago the three day mastermind event. How, how have those helped you when you're looking to reset yourself and get unstuck?
0: Man, so I, I thought you were going to take this question somewhere else. And so now I got to recalibrate the, the answer to this question. But what I will say, and we actually had this experience last night, we were in a small mastermind group and it was centered around real estate. But a young lady said, hey, my Facebook account has been like in jail for six months. And there's nothing that i can do to get it back and the guy actually works at facebook that's in the group he said oh i can open up a ticket and get it back for you right and so the thing that i think is most valuable about masterminds is being able to pick up a phone or get on the computer and solve somebody's problem right there right now and i don't think most people actually have a network that does that especially when it's not organized in some way with some common interest i think People go to the place where they're hanging out with their friends and they're hanging out because of proximity. They're not hanging out because there's a shared focus or future vision. And when you are less than deliberate in the people that you're spending your time with, you end up with less than deliberate future state for your life because you aren't actually driving or forcing the trajectory that you're looking for.
1: So true masterminds help you see around corners. The people in them might come from different industries, but when you brought into that room, it's a safe place to sit there and have your selfish asks. And asking something isn't selfish, but sometimes people word it that way. Hey, bring us your selfish ask, what you need help with. And someone's like, oh, I'm over here in this domain, maybe not the same domain, but I've had this problem and I can go fix it. Now, (laughs) this person happened to be in the domain of Facebook. So that was probably, you know, a you know, flipping on a switch. But how amazing is that? That she was able to solve a problem that she's had for six months because she was in a room that you or someone that you know curated. I love that, man. You know, masterminds in general, they've been around for a long time. If you think about it, the first mastermind, if you look at what a mastermind is, was probably the apostles. And then from there, Benjamin Franklin, you know, we're going to fast forward a hot minute. Benjamin Franklin creates the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club and then Napoleon Hill. He kind of rounds it out, and he writes a book on it. You know, where do you see the differences? We're gonna kind of go back to the beginning. You know what we were talking about? Where do you see the differences between self-education, coaching, and masterminds, and standard education, university, and college? Where do you see them going forward?
0: Ooh, you layered it on there, man. So self-education, coaching, masterminds, differences. So. When I think of coaching, I think of one-on-one coaching. I know there's a lot of folks who do small group coaching and feel like there's the opportunity to create success there. And so, oh, that's a caveat. I'm going to go to one-on-one coaching in the answer. Self-education, I did it, and I will tell you, it's the most inefficient and ineffective way to get to the back end of what you're trying to accomplish. It is, at least in my circumstances. Well, why would I pay for this if I can get it for free somewhere else? Because No coach is going to tell you something that you can't find on the internet somewhere. The thing is finding it in the right context and understanding the frame with which that it works, right? The context is, oh, well, you know, get the Facebook account by doing X, right? You might be able to find that somewhere, right? But getting it where the guidance actually works and knowing where you're going to be off the road. So, and I'm kind of stumbling through this because I'm an engineer, right? And one of my favorite experiences early on was there was a tower on the side of a mountain and the, we needed to cut the legs out and replace them because the still had rotted. Now this tower had power lines connected to it, really big power lines and there was an angle. So it was the power lines were trying to pull the tower off the mountain Think of it because, but it's being held there because it's got the foundation. So when you cut the legs out, it's likely the thing will fall down if you don't hold it with the crane. And I promise I'm getting somewhere, Brandon, bear with me, right? So it was my job as an engineer to figure out how much load that crane needed to hold so that the guys, and it wasn't just machines, it was guys, could come in and cut the metal, replace it, and then re-secure the tower to the new legs, right? And I had to make assumptions because I had no idea where what the conditions were going to be on that day. And in life... When we go pick a piece of information, it's just like WebMD, right? We just go get this thing and we say, oh, well, check, check, check. Okay, I guess this applies to the situation that I have. But you don't know what you don't know, right? Because you're not actually trained in that. And so there's so much that can get you because you don't fully understand the frame. And so for me, I had to anticipate a gust of wind, right? What would, I, what would happen if there was a gust of wind? I had to anticipate the temperature on the day because the colder the temperature, the stronger the wires will be pulling on the tower. And so there were all, all these criteria where, you know, we ended up with a little grid and it said, well, if this, then this, right? If these conditions were met, then this is what you would expect to do. And so when people are self-educating, one, you're educating because you don't know. So how can you feel confident in the solution that you're putting together if you just got access to the stuff, right? Move forward past that, right? Go to the one-on-one coaching. I think one-on-one coaching is phenomenal as long as a coach is consuming more information than what you are or has direct experience doing the thing that you're trying to accomplish. And that experience is what's valuable because it's not about as much doing it the right way as knowing the wrong ways of doing it. If I'm trying to find a door or find a specific room in an office building and none of the doors are labeled and I open up all the doors, I might actually know what door to walk through. You being in the building for the first time have no idea. And so you need a guide. And I believe that the best coaches are guides. They go on the journey with you. They yeah. aren't travel agents where they just send you and say, hey, the building's over there, go go walk in the building. And if they do, they at least tell you, hey, on the second floor, first door on the right and assume there's only one elevator because if you got opposing elevators, right could be the wrong direction as you were alluding to earlier. And so the coaches going on the journey with you, I think is really meaningful. And then if we go up to the masterminds, you know i think they absolutely have the place and the place is you've got a cohort of people who if done properly are interested in your success and they're going to give you their perspective and experience with through the lens of love right they're going to challenge you they're going to encourage you to do things that may not be comfortable but they know through their experience either their owners borrowed from somebody else that leaning into that resistance is going to move them to that next phase. And so that's how I think about the three levels. I think you get different outcomes, very different outcomes between the three. And I think a mix of all of them is pretty important. You know, I I do think the self-education is important, but so that you can be discerning when you're picking the coach or the mastermind. I've spent time in masterminds and been disappointed, right? Because, it wasn't what I thought. And, you know, that's why I appreciate your platform and think it's, it's an amazing idea because not everybody is interested in actually helping people attain the result. And, you know, it's just like when you're dealing with an attorney or an accountant, they could be doing things just so they can charge more fees. And so you need to make sure that, you know, they are clear about what you're trying to accomplish and that fact finding, that information gathering, that process helps you get to the clarity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the many things I picked up there was transference of risk. If you've got that coach that is transferring the risk to you, it's like the doctor that'll prescribe this medicine for your child, but not for theirs. The uh, politician that will send your kid off to war, but they're going to make sure that Timmy, you know, doesn't go off to war that transfer of risk. And I think that's the big thing is how do you keep from transferring the risk? And, and there will be the, you know, a larger portion um, from time to time of the, the the coaches or or just the, you know, the thought leaders that will transfer that risk. And say, you go figure it out. I haven't done this before, but they're paying you to help them along that journey. And they're just, they don't, have, as opposed to sitting there saying, hey, this is my special, but guess what? My network is so so many ninjas in my network. I got that. I got Jerome over here. He's got you covered, you know, but I don't know. Personal opinion. So when when people invest in themselves, and you were talking about you had uh, you were talking about real estate, you know, the other night, and and hey, that's an investment. I think the best investment in life is yourself. The highest ROI. You know, I'm in the stock market. I'm in the housing market. I get that, but I can't control what happens in those. I can't control what I do. I can control my return on what I'm doing and the people I'm surrounding myself with. What should people expect when they invest in themselves with you and enter Jerome's reality?
0: So. That's funny. I don't know if your listeners watched the movie Inception, right? But if they have, I think they'll this answer will resonate with them. For those who haven't, you need to go invest the two hours and 45 minutes and watch the movie. And so I'm going to pull a scene from that and hopefully drop them in to something that's going to be nostalgic for them. And so in the movie, there is the architect. It's the builder of the reality. And they build this world so that other people can come into it and live. I am never the architect. They are the architect. They never come into my reality. My reality is what they want on the backside. And so I come into their world as the architect and then we discuss what they want to change within the world. And then we create a plan to move from what's been built to what they want. built, And we go on this journey together. I'm the how guy. I help them figure out how they're going to get from where they are to where they want to go.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And then I pull on and make them get really clear on if they aren't and then pull on it, the why. Because the why has got to be bigger than all the why nots, right? I, I want a big why and you can stack up all the little why nots. We'll knock them over as we keep going down this path of this why the carry Audacious goal has to happen. And so they are always the builder though, because if it's mine, then they're being drugged along. And I don't want them drug along. I want them steering the ship, right? And I, I call it driver's ed, Right they're in the driver's seat, they got the gas, they got the brake, they got the steering wheel. All I got over here is a brake. And I'm saying I I hit the brake just so we don't run off the road or run into a bridge, right? Or back of another car. Now the answer isn't no. The answer is what's the smartest way to do this? And do you understand all the risks? And are you okay with those risks? Ball's in your court. I'm here to support you through it, right? And I think this goes back to most like teenagers, right? Like teenagers are free enough to do a bunch of dumb stuff and, but still have the luxury of knowing if everything goes bad, they can go home. It's better. I think in most cases to help them figure out how to do the dumb stuff they want to do so that it doesn't permanently crush them. And for some people, they have desires that may not be in their best interest. So I think as a coach, one who believes in loving on the person that they're working with, that they be willing to say, here's what can happen. I don't think you shouldn't do it. And a lot of people just try to stay out of it completely. But I take a more consultative approach. Like, I don't think the risk is worth the reward on this. Here's why. Can you mitigate these things? And if they can mitigate them, okay, well, maybe we can move forward. But let's create a plan to take care of all these things so that you actually end up in the space that you want to get to or find another way. And the last thing I'll say without going on this complete and total rant is, you know, I think a lot of times some folks will say, hey, here's what. The outcome is that i want and here is how i want that to happen and there may be five different ways to get to that outcome and you're only thinking about one and the example that i i like here is i was on my way to the airport one day and there was a traffic jam on the highway and i didn't know if the traffic jam was for a mile Or for 10 miles. But I do know that if I stayed in the traffic, that it was likely that I was going to miss the flight. And so I pulled out my GPS because it has a different vantage point than what I did. And it rerouted me through some roads that would have taken longer if the highway was free-flowing. But because it was blocked, this was a quicker way to get to the thing that I wanted. I wanted to get to the airport. I had my knowledge. I had my frame on what the best way to do that was. But I was willing to explore another alternative because I was stuck. It wasn't working. Because I I like the word stuck that you used earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you had two right answers. And sometimes if we see a right answer, which is staying on the current path, if we decide to sit there and say, what is the opposite of the right answer you can get Another right answer. It's just a different path, and you have to sit there and say, "Okay, it might not be logical on this aspect, but let's go with it." It's another right answer. You can have more than one. It's like I love that man. I, I how you went through that in the Inception thing. I've seen the movie.
0: Great movie. It's great.
1: Do you think, real quick, on a side note, is he still in? Uh, is he still in there?
0: Yeah, cop's dead. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Yeah, his totem didn't fall. He's yep. All right.
1: Totally See, yeah, you have to watch the movie if you want to know what we're talking about now. So, you know. I think people surprise us, whether it's the grit, the grind, the willingness to learn, listen, learn, you know, if you wouldn't mind share a success story, if you can give names and details, that's great. Or if you have to be vague, we, we appreciate people's anonymity, but because of someone that invested in themselves with you, what was the outcome?
0: Yeah, I, I won't say his name, but he's my longest running client. I think he's probably eight or nine years into the game now think we're just going to be together forever. And I'm excited to participate in that. And so when we started, he was, you know, just a a financial representative selling insurance and uh, investment products, right? And helping folks in the way that he could. And through the journey, he's one financial rep of the year. He's gone from a practice that's, you know, been $200,000 a year to, you know, a million dollars this year. I was fortunate enough because I've got some background in real estate to buy the home that he'd been dreaming about since we first started. And when I say the home, you know, he lives in a place where the median house is probably two fifty, he just bought a eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. You know, it's got some acreage. And the part that resonated with me the most was he used to talk about, "Hey, here's what I want." You know, when I when I pull into my state, I want the winding driveway. I want to be able to pluck fruit from my trees. I want to be able to walk out and not see neighbors. And all of that manifested right. And I think to put things in perspective, the last house that he lived in he sold that and that house was 430 so he I mean he literally doubled the house that he moved into and so you know and the material things aren't all that important to me for most people because you know we've got this six level process self image relationships work health prosperity and significance but he's been able to take care of those other four and then he got the prosperity And again, sequence matters. If you're not dealing with the self-image and the self-esteem and keeping those promises to yourself, you're never going to get what you want out of life. You're not going to have the confidence to change those relationships that are one way where you're just happy people are with you, even if they're coming to just take from you. They're not coming to engage with you. And so your work is never going to be in alignment with your morals and values. You're just going to be doing things because people don't actually respect you. They're just going to make you do the stuff that they don't want to do. And I don't think anybody gets excited about that. And it certainly doesn't increase your your income or your comp. But those three things on the bottom, self-image, relationship, and work are the things that create all the stress in your life. And so what's likely to happen next is you got those self-destructive habits and behaviors. And so your health begins to deteriorate. And so that's why we try to get those first three taken care of. And then with the reduced stress, it's easier to focus on your physical and mental health. It's easier to meditate. It's easier to go work out because you have control over your work schedule, right? Because you decide when that day starts, right? You decide when you schedule something or don't. And then followed by the prosperity that comes on the backside of that. You get the Prosperity before the health, like some people think they can do. You'll give up all your prosperity to take get your health back and you'll continue to buy and buy and buy because you forgot the sequence. And then the final piece being the overflow. And so next year, he's got a pretty big aggressive goal to get really philanthropic. And just again, going through the sequence put your mask on first get get well financially make sure that you feel that you live in a place of abundance so that when you give to others you can do it gleefully right gleefully and you don't give second thought about what happens once you actually make that give or that share and so you know I, I think he's a great example I remember I still remember man Brandon I'm, I'm super competitive we won rep of the year that first year. And the next year we came in second place, man. We were in second place. And I pull up to the awards thing. I see him walking in and said, never again. We're not going to lose anymore. And, you know, it, it was fine that we lost. He got a huge promotion, which allowed him to influence more people, which he's more of a leadership guy than somebody who's really just focused on individual production. But, you know, it was just we set this goal. We missed it. And then, you know, the thing that's most exciting about 2021 is the performance that he had in 2020 allowed him to be the rep of the year again for that state by one point. And what happened, we, we had this conversation in mid-November. is like, do we need to go do whatever we can in order to get this thing done or can we just run our own race? And we got into the place where we weren't looking to the left or right anymore we just wanted to do the best that we could do and the best that we could do was be number 1 and that's that's what i look for i, I, I now i'm in the place of abundance I, I come from that place and i stay in that place and we, we're we're not competing anymore it's what's the best that we can do the compensation is with ourselves making sure that we can look ourselves in the mirror and say i did the best i could do and if you do that every day your life's going to be phenomenal yeah
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I I correlate a lot of stuff to being a father and, you know, having our son and I'm sitting there, whether he's running a race, literally, or he's playing soccer, he's doing something. I'm like, buddy in life, you don't need to look left or right to see where the people are around you. If they're ahead of you, you're going to see them literally see them. So stop when you're running, looking backwards, stop looking left, looking right. When you're swimming, go. Go. You'll see if someone's in front of you.
0: Laser focus.
1: Yeah, you're, you're, you are You're. your competition. You are the person that you should strive for. If you're looking backwards, you're slowing down. You're putting on the e-brake. So, all right, a few more questions as we get closer to the end here. I feel that, uh, you know, in times of prosperity, the winds come in a little bit easier. But I think creativity and ingenuity come when we feel the squeeze. And the world's still feeling a squeeze. What are you working on right now that's gonna take place over the next 12 months that excites you?
0: Oh man. So, you know, we've got our mastermind on ice right now because we want to see people with no mask on. We want to be face to face with people with no mask. And when we're able to launch that, we're going to set the world on fire because we're going to have people coming in who are interested in being a great dad, interested in having a business and a home life in relationships committed to their partner. And Looking to make an actual impact with the way that they invest in the world. Yeah. If you can align a group of people who are locked in in that way, and not trying to figure out who's got the coolest car or who's got the most money or any of that other stuff, you want to talk about magic being able to happen. You know, just leave the door cracked and, and see what happens. But you know, that for me is life, because. Those are the folks I want to spend time with. And I don't think most people begin to faintly understand what's possible when you have a group, a nucleus of folks who are on a path to make a huge impact. I wanted I've wanted to be the guy that impacts the folks who impact millions. Right. That's been my ambition. I, I. I believe the only success is significance. And if I can show up in that way and they go out and affect or impact their collective tribes, man, it's a life worth living. And I will feel like the time that I'm on, which I think is borrowed, is well used. Great investment.
1: Yeah, Yeah, the ripple effect, the the legacy left behind, uh, creating the for-purpose. You know, it's helpful to have a foundation. When you have that foundation, however it looks, It's what do you do with it going forward? How can you create a for purpose company? How can you actually impact someone and you might not ever meet them, but because of that ripple that happens? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's when you're here or when you're gone, it continues to flow. All right. Last one. What is a tip, a tactic? an actionable item that if someone listening to this right now implemented it over the next 30, 60, 90 days would see a real impact on their personal or business life.
0: If you journal every day, and I'm going to get tactical now because everybody talks about writing or scribing. If you journal every day and you include what you want, what you're willing to do to get it, and what life will look like on the backside of you having it, it will show up. I love
1: that. I'm, I'm writing it out. I get to, we'll re-listen to this this evening as a family. But, you know, if you journal every day and you include what you want, what you're willing to do to get it and what life will look on the backside, you know, it's going to be there. And and it's true. You speak it to the earth. You You it's speak true. it to the world. And it, it might sound corny, but I mean, I can't tell you in the last several years how many times I'm like, I need this type of a person in my life. And and it doesn't. They don't just like you know appear out of thin air. But someone's like, hey, Brandon, Jerome, Jerome, Brandon. And it's like those are the things that when you start becoming intentional. I I did something the other day and I said, hey, I feel super lucky. Not lucky as in like, hey, it just happened. I'm and my luck is by design. I just feel lucky that like I get to be around people like this. So you can be lucky by design, and that's really what what I'm hearing Jerome saying with this. We have got the founder of. Dreamcatchers, Jerome Myers. Jerome, man, thank you so much for what you brought to us today.
0: Brandon, just grateful to be able to share with you and your audience, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you
1: for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the Mastermind Effect.